Hey guys, welcome to Carol's Coffee House, a place where Catholic singles in their 20s and 30s can grow in community and deepen their spiritual life. I'm Maura. I'm Sarah. Grab your favorite cup of coffee. Or tea. And let's get started. Hey Sarah, how have you been? It's been a minute since we recorded together. I know. It has yeah, things podcast are... land doesn't know that though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of a, a busy summer, but also I was sick last week. So still still on the mend. My nanny kids had a cold and my, my two-year-old had it the worst. She had RSV. Oh no. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was pretty miserable. And then she <laughs> sneezed in my face twice one time. Like she was just laying there. I was holding her and she sneezed right in my face. And I was like, well. And then she was like coughing in my face all week. And then toward the end of last week, I was starting to feel sick. And I, yeah, last weekend was miserable, deep chest cough. I did get tested for COVID and that, and that came back negative. So I'm good there. Just a cold, just a cold. Everything's fine. But uh, yeah, it's been a rough, a rough week of, I don't know if you can tell. So I'm a little, a little congested still. But yeah. Good excuse to eat some soup and make a hot toddy and all those good old comfort things. So <laughs> but, yeah. How's your, how's your week been going? Well, I accepted a job. Yeah, you did. And so I began the job two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and it's going well so far. I actually had two job offers and I let the other place know that I was taking accepted another offer and that that I would hope to work with them in the future. And they wanted me to come on part-time and I was like, I need work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And like okay but like where did you pick I'm like I picked this place and they're like huh that's really interesting (laughs) because this was like this place just had a more spiritual aspect to it than this other place and I was like I don't understand I do think God is calling me to this secular place and I don't know why I don't know for how long maybe there's someone there I need to meet maybe the clients need me Maybe I'll learn something there. I just know that for right now, God is calling me here. And I feel like, cause I feel a lot of peace. I feel a lot of peace when thinking about this job and they're like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's how, that is how discernment works. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this other place I told them cause they, another place called me. I was like, yeah, so let's talk about these different positions. And I'm like, well, I actually already accepted a job. Like, what if we make it off for you tomorrow? I'm like, well, I started the job. (laughs) (laughs) I already work there. I am employed. (laughs) Yeah. And they were like, oh, darn, just missed the boat. I'm like, yeah, but I do hope to work for you in the future. Like, well, how much are you making? Do you have it? Like, so you have an office? I'm like, yeah, I have an office. How much are you making? I told them like, we could go, we could go a little higher. And like, what if we called your references, made you an offer still? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to stop you from making a job offer, but I started this job. <laughs> so they have called, they have reached two references and they're working on the third one. And I, I think that they might have re- gotten hold of them or they're like, and they could just be going through HR, but I'm going to, when they do make me an offer, if they do, I'm going to be like, well, I think it's really poor manners. I think it's just like poor etiquette and Mm -hmm. everything to just jump ship. Yep. And that will look 
poorly as a new employee that I could be poached from you. Mm -hmm. So, but I do hope to work with you in the future. <laughs> like once my time at this place, once I feel like it's time to move on, then I'll explore the other options that I currently have. I'm really excited to get my first paycheck. That'll be very nice. So now I just have to like make my lunch every day. <laughs> I have to like wake up 6.30 now, 6.20, just so I can get ready, make breakfast and make lunch. I do have a little bit of a later start time on Mondays. So hmm. yeah, the girls That's employed. so exciting though. <laughs> Yay, employment. <laughs> Yeah, I applied it over the course of like two weeks, although it was really like one day of each week. And then I interviewed over two weeks, but it was three days. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that you have a place that you feel good about. And that's awesome. It's all good. I don't know. I don't know if you can hear in the background. It's storming here. There's a couple big thunder. thunder I can't hear anything. Oh, okay. Well, we've had storms here every day for the last like five days. I think there's always a storm in the, and that's kind of this time of year anyway, but yesterday there was a lot, there's a huge storm and I get very anxious during storms. I always have, even as a kid, I never liked them. And <laughs> everyone else where I'm from is like, there's a storm that comes and like, they go and sit out on their front porch and they watch it. Like they're out there like, yes, thunderstorm. If it was safe, I'd be on the roof. And uh, they're like, they love thunderstorms back home. And I'm the one hiding in my bed under the covers because I don't like them. Yeah, we had some storms and it was really scary because one time I was driving home from work and I got this national alert saying to take shelter from the high winds uh, and stay, stay away from windows and take shelter in buildings. So I'm like, I'm driving on the highway in a oh, car gosh. with windows. <laughs> Oh no. It wasn't that far of a drive, but I was like, ah. <laughs> so I shouldn't be driving now, is what I'm hearing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, the storms they've been um affected. So Barista Joe, he has been out of town for different work. He works in construction mm -hmm. and he's a construction consultant. And there's a couple of days where he hasn't been able to get anything done because the weather outside oh. where somebody missed their flight and they weren't getting into like the next day but by the time that they got in in the afternoon the, the perfectly good day that they could have had with the person there to get stuff done they then couldn't get anything done because it poured oh no so people want to pray for him, for the weather for him so that he can actually get things done and get back <laughs> into town that way he would really appreciate that because he misses his bed yeah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah it's just this yeah this time of year it'll storm at least once a day so it's not unusual but uh and yeah yesterday was intense intense storm it was a big one so it's scary I didn't cry so <laughs> <laughs> I was a big girl <laughs> Oh, before we get into our espresso shot, because we did give so much love to Brother Teresa previously, that Dan, Dan, we love you. 
We miss talking to you. We have a lot of love for you. We know you're a big fan and you're a good friend of ours. So there you go. We shared some love with you. It's not just Brother Teresa getting all the love. You get some too. (laughs) (laughs) And now you have to tweet us when you hear this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like we also need to give a little bit of love to now Deacon. Deacon of Pizza. Yes. Deacon Mark. Yes, Deacon Mark. We actually have an episode coming up with him. We recorded before he was a deacon, so that's mm-hmm. exciting. But uh, yeah, he's yeah. he's loving on the podcast, too. He's so. loving so hard on the podcast. And whoever you are in France, we love you. We <laughs> okay, we, we see the Democrat. We see where our downloads come from. And they just happened to be like 11 or 12 from France the other day. So hello. Hello, everybody. Glad you're hello, listening. listeners. <laughs> Welcome to the coffee house. <laughs> well, that being said, shall we go ahead and yeah, roll right into our espresso shot? Okay. Our espresso shot today comes from St. John Chrysostom. And he says, How many of you say, I should like to see his face, his garments, his shoes? You do see him. You touch him. You eat him. He gives himself to you, not only that you may see him, but also to be your food and nourishment. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I know that that's something that I've thought for myself, too. There's a really cute story uh, I remember hearing when I was younger of, speaking of storms, actually, there's a storm in the middle of the night and this little girl was so scared that she, you know, ran into her parents' room and she jumped into bed with her parents and um, her dad said, what's wrong? What what are you, what, you know, are you okay? And she said, I'm just scared. I'm scared of the storm. And the dad said, you know, you you know, you're safe. God loves you. You know, God is always going to take care of you, you know, so you don't have to be worried. God will take care of us. And she says, daddy, I know, but right now I need somebody with skin on. (laughs) (laughs) I need someone with skin on and uh, you know that is kind of true like we all know like Jesus is present with us he's always walking with us but it would it would be so nice just I wish I could give Jesus a hug (laughs) I bet Jesus gives great hugs oh Uh, oh my gosh yeah yeah there are so many times where I've thought that like I just want I just want to be held by Jesus I just need a little hug need a little love I need someone with skin on and, you know, but we do, we do see him. We touch him. You eat him in the Eucharist. He is there. The same Jesus that was born in a stable 2000 years ago, the same Jesus that preached to so many people, thousands and thousands, the same Jesus who offered himself as a sacrifice upon the cross for our sins. That same Jesus is present in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's, it's this great gift, but I think sometimes you take that because it is under the form of bread or wine, right? It's under the form, even though it's consecrated into the body and blood of, you know, he is truly present in that sacrament in the Eucharist. And it's sometimes hard to remember that, that he is there. Right. And I'm thinking about how we are nourished spiritually and nutrient wise, I guess, what 
through the Eucharist, but mm-hmm. we could only have that if we're in a state of grace. Mm-hmm. And also, whenever we do like anything good, anything holy, any like an act for God, we can only grow and actually have that help build us while we're in a state of grace. So that also really encourages like, okay, really do, do take advantage of confession because to be able to like be healed and be in a state of grace and be able to be in union with Jesus again, Mm -hmm. just to to remain in union and to be nourished Mm -hmm. because that also helps us see his, his face someday. (laughs) Well, yeah. And I mean, when you think about it, our bodies, our human bodies need food. We need fuel mm-hmm. to get through our day. We need, we need fuel. We need energy <laughs> to go about our daily lives. And just, you know, just the way yeah. that food works for our body. Yeah. That's like, that's what we need for our spiritual life. Yeah. We need, we need spiritual food for our souls to keep our souls going, to keep them healthy. So, yeah, the sacraments are cool. <laughs> They really are. I like them. I'm a big fan. I just think it's so, there's something so stable and so sure about the Eucharist. And no matter what, like no matter what happens, I don't know. That's something that I'm thinking for myself is how (laughs) my gypsy life and how much I've moved and how much changes in life. That that is the one thing that always stays the same. I love how no matter where I've lived, I've always been able to go into a church to be in the presence of the blessed sacrament in a chapel where he is and feel at home because it's something that does not change. And that's something that's just so valuable. Mm -hmm. And just adoring the blessed sacrament that has given me so much peace and so many answers and different times where I've been like, okay, like after a job interview or after I've gone and like shadowed a workplace before deciding if I'm going to accept a job, I'm like, okay, we're going to go to like, after I've like done that, gone to adoration and prayed on that and anything else going on and the peace that I felt there after I visit, I was like, hmm, this is interesting that I feel so peaceful and calm about this place Mm -hmm. that I didn't think I would want to pick. And now I, and now I work there or I've been there and had been like, okay, I'm struggling in such situation or such relationship. And then I'm like, "Hmm, maybe I should bail. And then I hear this movement of my heart of Jesus telling me, just talk to the person before you make rash decisions, talk to the person about what's on your heart and just talk it out. That's worked really well. Mm -hmm. And as much as we need the Eucharist, and we always have to, I think we should know when we can and can't receive it. Because we're not always in a position where we can have it. But that is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we need to make sure that we are in a position where we can receive yeah I remember reading in a book about how John Paul the Great Saint John Paul the Great also otherwise known (laughs) as JP2 when he would go places and like tour places and visit 
They would have to, if they were on a tight schedule, they would purposely take him on a route through the building so that he wouldn't be able to pass by the chapel because if he would always stop and pray, he would pray for a long time in front of the blessed sacrament and it would throw everything off. <laughs> and I think that's funny, you know, how they would try to like be like, no, Holy Father, this way. <laughs> there was one time, I think there was a one point where they told that there was like a chapel that it was a corridor and one of the doors was open to a chapel and they were going to take the Holy Father through there. And so they told someone like, close all the doors because if he sees the chapel, he's going to go in there and we'll never get anything done. And so all the doors in the hallway were closed and he was going through there and they said there was nothing special about this door. It was just like all the other ones. You would never know that there was a chapel behind it. There was nothing special about it. It wasn't a label or anything on it, but he was walking down this, this hallway where this chapel was. And all of a sudden he stopped and he looked at the door, but he stopped and he like looked at the guy who was taking him on the tour and he like shook his finger at him and <laughs> like went in and found the chapel and like out of all the, like he knew, he knew that Jesus, he knew where to find Jesus. That's so cool. It was super. And I mean, gosh, also when you think about it, like it's the Pope, he goes a lot of places. He probably doesn't get a lot of time for like quiet prayer. So it's probably really nice for him to find a chapel and be like, hi, friend. Hi, Jesus. <laughs> oh, so are we ready to get into the topic? I think so. I think that we should. We've uh, So we've talked about spiritual food, the Eucharist being spiritual food. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the idea this week. We talk about food and cooking enough on this podcast that we joke that maybe we should have a cooking <laughs> podcast but that it might be fun to talk a little bit more practical young adult stuff of food and cooking and meal planning and something yeah. a little bit practical more and I both really enjoy cooking and so I think we yes. we have a good stock of just like tips and things that we do to try and make food fun and easy <laughs> and good so (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) okay so this is my first full-time job I've done school I've been a nanny I babysat and there was like food around me and I'm like okay I had to pack a lunch and also have breakfast prepared this is something I have to actually plan out now Mm -hmm. so if you guys want to send us ideas please do because right now uh, my thoughts are okay like salads with maybe salmon chicken steak maybe tacos soup I had pasta and meatballs the other day because I got myself a thermos too like a, a food thermos mm-hmm. do you have access to like a microwave I do I do okay. so you can heat food up it's not like it has to be cold or you have to keep it right right and then I've also done like sausage like chicken sausage with like broccoli and cauliflower broccoli carrots and that's really good I wake up really early just so I can have time to make lunch because sometimes I don't make it at night. I'm in a spot where I'm like, okay, I have to plan and I have to prep. So I'm an adult now and I ventured into Tupperware. It doesn't take, it doesn't have to take a long time either. It does help. I have to do that. Like if I plan to grab something, I mean, it definitely helps to do it in advance or at least a few days Mm -hmm. for the food in advance. So yeah, I have a couple of plastic 
container, like Tupperware, little rectangle dishes. Um, yeah, that, oh, they like, do. Yeah, so you can save them, but also if you need to throw them away, it's not a big deal because it comes in a pack of like 25. And that's what I'll put salad in. And I'll just buy one of those big containers of of lettuce, whatever it is, usually some spinach. And I really like spinach and arugula. But yeah, and then just put a couple handfuls in each one and then it's done. I don't know. I'm not picky when it comes to salad. Like I'm pretty simple when it comes to salad. You just do like a lettuce and a dressing. I don't do a lot of. And you make your own dressing. I like to make my own dressing. Sometimes dressings are just, they don't taste right or sometimes they're super processed. And so I actually make my own Mm -hmm. because then I can make it how I want. And also it's healthy. Yeah. (laughs) So because. The people that say that all, so let's say Italian dressing or like whatever dressing, they are not all the same. No. They're not, they are not different stories, different brands. They have different recipes. They are not all the same, especially if it says zesty or tangy. Yeah, it's, it's very different what goes into them. And I also just like my own personal taste preference. I like bold flavors I like strong salt I do I like bold (laughs) flavors I like strong tasting things I really like salt probably more than I should but I don't care um (laughs) but we've already heard you talk about your love of salt before so if anybody it's um soy sauce I love you soy sauce so salty anyway (laughs) soy sauce I love you you're so salty but the, yeah, the perks of making your own salad dressing, first of all, it's super easy. It is so easy to make your own salad dressing. And then I can also make it how I want it to taste. It can be as salty as I want. But usually, so the one that I make is super simple. It's just, you can make it however much of this you want. But I do three-fourths of a cup of extra virgin olive oil. So go ahead and splurge. Use a good olive oil. You don't want to use Oh, use stuff. good olive oil. Yeah, use, use, use good, good olive, olive oil. oil. Yeah, Just, it's worth it. But yeah, like three fourths of a cup of olive oil, a fourth of a cup of apple cider vinegar, and then the original recipe says a teaspoon of Dijon mustard. I use a tablespoon, and that just like gives it a little creamy texture. And then salt, garlic powder, sometimes pepper, and then just a variety of. Sometimes I just go for straight up oregano. Usually I put some Italian seasoning herbs in there and shake it up, pour it over your salad. It's so good. And you can make it taste however you want to, but that's it. And it's my favorite. It's so good. It's so easy. The only thing is if you refrigerate it, the oil will solidify, which is not a big deal. But if you want to use it, you need to pull it out in time for it to melt down. So that way you can <clears throat> actually use it. So. Well, it's kind of like coconut oil. At different temperatures, it's solid. and other temperatures, it's liquid. Yep. And so, yeah, if you refrigerate, if, if olive oil is refrigerated to a certain point, then yeah, it'll, it'll kind of get to that same slightly solid state. So, which, yeah, it's not, it's not going to hurt you, but you won't be able to use it on your salad. <laughs> so. I like to put, I don't know. And then like, as far as I do like croutons because I like a little bit of the, you know, crunchy. I, I do like croutons, but I haven't had them in years. Mm-hmm. And then I usually do like some sunflower seeds, some roasted Ooh. sunflower seeds, and a little bit of mozzarella cheese. So good. <laughs> yeah. Something that might be really good for you to try for lunches, if you don't, if you don't mind taking leftovers and stuff, 
I, it's no secret. I love Chipotle. I would eat Chipotle every day if I could. And so much that I learned how to make my own Chipotle burrito bowls. Oh. With like the cilantro lime rice and everything. And it's so, it's so easy. It really is. What's nice about it then too, is you can have all these ingredients and you can change the taste of it, whatever you want. It can be a lot of prep work. And so that's something that you do maybe like on a Sunday night, make one for dinner and then you put the leftovers and you make a bunch of Chipotle burrito bowls for the rest of the week if you don't mind eating leftovers over a few days in a row, but you can change it up. That's what's kind of nice about it. So you make cilantro lime rice. I also learned how to make it and I will never cook rice the same way again. Most rices, when you cook them, you have to measure the water and the rice. I do not do that. I cook rice like I cook pasta, which is you put enough water in and then you drain it. That way you don't have to worry about the rice overcooking or scorching to the bottom of the pot. If you wait a little bit too long, you cook the rice for a certain amount of time and then you drain it. Oh. Like you would like you would pasta. And I usually use salty enough water. I'm all about like seasoning okay. the food while you're cooking it. So like using salt water instead of just like plain water, but salt water and a bay leaf just to kind of give it a little savory. And then you strain it, pick out the bay leaf because you don't want to eat that. Don't eat a bay leaf. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. It's so weird. And then for cilantro lime rice, yeah, you just take um, some lime juice, some lemon juice, a couple tablespoons of each, squeeze it in, chop up some fresh cilantro, put it in the rice toss it around, maybe extra salt if you think it needs it. And it's so good. I could eat just that. But then you can cook some steak or chicken, whatever you like. So I have a little hack for meat. So I have found um, cooked chicken that's in like the fridge or freezer section. And it's like, like either sliced or like chunks of chicken. And it's like from chicken breast. And you just like, it heats up in like four minutes. And then hmm. I'm like, so I just do that really quick in the morning and I throw it on a salad and I Perfect. just like package it up. And mm-hmm. then I, so I cannot find a Tupperware container, a small enough one for dressing. So I'm just bringing the bottle of dressing with me. Hmm. Do you not, well, you could, I guess you could cut it up, like get a couple of chicken breasts and cook it and then divide it up. I do that. I do have a Sam's club membership. It, which seems kind of silly because I'm just one person, but it's really good for buying food that you can buy in bulk mm-hmm. that you can freeze like yes. meat. It's fantastic. So I've done this before. I've bought one of those big package of chicken breasts and then cut it up. And I used to do this meal plan where basically what you do, it's it's like a special meal planner, like a diet almost, but Instead of eating three meals a day, you eat six small meals. You're basically like cutting each meal in half and you're eating five to six times a day, but it's small meals, which I actually really like. Side note, I actually really like because then I'm not full. Like I don't Mm -hmm. eat until I'm full. So if you eat six small meals a day, I space them out every couple hours, like every two hours you're eating and just like a little something but it's perfect because it's not heavy. Then I don't feel super full and then sleepy afterward, which is really good. But 
So I'll like cut up my chicken breast, but I'll only cut up like half a portion, half of a chicken breast. If one is a full portion, you cut up half of it, cube it and put it in, like, and I put it in bags and you can throw those in the freezer um, or you can cook them and save them. But yeah, yeah. that's basically what you're talking about. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And some of them are like, they come like pre-seasoned and they're pretty good. Okay. At some point this winter, I will bring meatloaf with me because my mom has a great meatloaf recipe and I love meatloaf and there's nothing better than leftover meatloaf. Okay. I feel like meatloaf is one of those things. I don't think I've had it since I was a kid. (laughs) You either hate it or you love it. And you either have had good meatloaf or you've had bad meatloaf. And there's a lot of bad meatloaf out there. Oh, no. (laughs) But the people that like meatloaf are all like, the only thing better than meatloaf is leftover meatloaf. Somehow the overnight process just like makes the flavors turn better. That's true with a lot of foods. They actually say food is better the next day. So like I think cake is better the next day. Yes. Anything. Yeah. Most of the like sauces and soups. Yeah. Just because the flavors have more time to develop. Yeah. Like there's some things that are just not good as leftovers, but lettuce. Well, yeah, like a sal- like most salads <laughs> and mix up that are pre-dressed, you need to eat that right away. Yeah, that's um, why I don't dress my salad before I go to work. I'm like, we're bringing the dressing with us because this is going to go bad quick. Yeah, I'm also not the biggest fan of mac and cheese that's left over. I like that yeah. to be fresh, but <laughs> for, for the record, Sarah makes gourmet mac and cheese. Yes, I do. So much so that so much okay. so that your nanny kids are macaroni snobs (laughs) they are guys I made them blue box mac and cheese from Kraft which is the superior of all mac and cheeses in my opinion nothing beats blue box mac and cheese okay except they will not homemade mac and cheese (laughs) they won't eat it no I even prefer like blue box to my own and I make pretty good mac and cheese but they will not eat it. They will only eat mac and cheese if I make it from scratch. I don't understand why they prefer mine to the, the king of all mac and cheeses that comes <laughs> in the blue box. That's oh. so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Like there are a couple of recipes that I really like. There's also a couple of books that I really like to refer to when you're cooking. So I think, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but one of my favorite books that I've ever read on cooking is called Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. And I've heard amazing things about that book. Yeah, it's it's also a, a docu-series on Netflix mm-hmm. the, under the same name. But it's a chef who wrote a book and she says it's her theory that if you can master those four things and really understand how they work, you can cook anything and cook it well. And so she has such good tips that are so simple. But one of the best recipes that I've pulled from that book that I've tried so far anyway, are how to cook chicken thighs. I don't cook chicken thighs. I cook chicken tenders and chicken breast. Mm-hmm. That's because like with thighs too, the only thing is, yeah, you have to have the skin to do or this and so... I do I I like I will poach a whole chicken and so I make my own I am making my own broth it you need a bay leaf 
you need a bay leaf. I don't think I've actually ever made chicken soup or broth with a bay leaf before. Oh, it takes it to another level. Mm-hmm. And then you also like need to, um, so I do when I, so I approach a chicken with, so I dry brine for about 15 minutes with salt. And then I put the chicken on top of a bunch of carrots and celery and then a halved onion, yellow onion with the skin on and a bay leaf. And you can put like aromatics in there too, but I don't because I'm lazy and I don't know how to do that. And then I, I poach it for two hours and then I um, take the chicken out. I take everything out, pull the chicken out, like let the chicken cool, pull that apart, use fresh carrots and celery and all that stuff and fresh onion and make a soup. But okay. But you also do have to strain the broth. So once you take all that stuff out, you do have to strain. I strain it through a sieve and a strainer. Okay. You could also yes. probably use a cheesecloth. You could, but that I I don't that sounds painful. Cheesecloth? It's just a cloth. Yes, but like your hands, I don't know how to do that well. So I have really good balance and aims. So oh, I okay. just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like when you need to fine strain something without any because it's a cloth. It's basically like using a coffee filter. You are those reusable or do you have to like throw yeah. them out? Okay. You can you can wash them. Because I um, have used cheesecloth when I have, so when I first heard about cauliflower crusted pizza, I was like, I want to make broccoli crusted pizza. So I just took the same idea. You steam it, like you do it. And then you have to like get all that water out. And I use it, use a cheesecloth. And I'm like, well, now what do I do with this cheesecloth? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, broccoli crusted pizza has an amazing flavor. You just have to put the pi- the pot the pizza season like oregano and all that stuff. Don't I don't put basil in there because put basil in my pasta sauce. But yeah, so that's my experience with cheesecloth is wringing out like <laughs> cauliflower and broccoli to make crust. It's super healthy, and you can replace starches with cauliflower. One time I tried to make cauliflower fried rice, but I used pre-riced cauliflower oh yeah I use that too it was mm, I did not like it it just tasted sour and it wasn't good and my my German host mom at the time I told her because I was trying it she goes oh yeah let me know how it goes and I told she asked about it and I was like it wasn't good it just did not even if the cauliflower was bad but I just did not like it and she goes well did you buy pre-riced cauliflower though and I said yes and she said "Mm, see when they rice it you know, they cut it up so finely that they have to put in preservatives to keep it fresh and good for at least a little while out in the store. And that throws off the taste a little bit. But that makes sense to me. She said, you should try it again, but just rice the cauliflower yourself. It's, you know, it is an extra step, but it makes a big difference. So when you say fried rice, you mean like the egg and the vegetables and stuff? Basically like a Chinese fried rice, but instead of using white rice, use riced cauliflower. Mm-hmm. Got it. Cause so it's I like have, straight up vegetables. Cause there's a times where I like, I'll be like cooking something and I'll throw in some like cauliflower rice and I'll put a little, I'll dwell just a little bit extra olive oil over it to like fry it up a little and throw some like sea salt. I really like fried uh, mm-hmm. rice cauliflower, yeah. not cauliflower fried rice, but just slightly 
because that because that is a dish in its own mm-hmm. yeah I'm not a huge cooked pot okay it's like it just doesn't taste like anything or you need to have a lot of seasoning in it at least well, I do I, I do like things. throwing it into a soup that has a lot of vegetables in it because then it will absorb the flavors of like the carrots and the celery and the chicken and, or like the beef and it really because it absorbs flavor and mm-hmm. it right but it needs to have like I've made mashed cauliflower before so like instead of I have mashed not. potatoes and that's actually good I love, I love mashed potatoes so much uh, <laughs> but you can you can make mashed cauliflower and it tastes like I mean it's not going to be mashed potatoes, but it tastes pretty good. You just steam it in some chicken broth and then cook it, put some salt, some butter in there and mash it up. And it's pretty tasty. So it's it's easy. It's good. It's healthy. So I've also had a HelloFresh subscription, which is a meal kit delivery service. And it's super convenient. But basically what it what it is you can, you can sign up for whatever kind of a plan you want. If you want two people, four people, like a family, the smallest plan they have is you can get a box delivered that has two meals inside that will feed two people. That's the smallest one you can get. So I have that. And they always like, if you ever want to try out a meal kit, HelloFresh, they always have deals or coupons or whatever, like discounts we for your first one. For about a year. Yeah. Um, it's really... It's convenient, cost efficient. I wouldn't say for a family, but I don't know for sure. I wouldn't I would, like, well, we would use it, but then we'd have like backup. Like we might cook two meals in a night or we might have other food in addition to. It's good for a single person. So I'm one person. I have HelloFresh. And so I get, you know, one week I'll get a box that has two meals that feeds two people. I'm one person. So that's a week of groceries for me. That's, that will feed me four times. And so that's, you know, almost a week of dinners or whatever. And they're not skimpy portions either. Mm-hmm. They're pretty hefty. Even their baked pasta dishes could easily feed four people easily. They're like, they're, they're decent sized portions. Um, if you have like an average appetite, but yeah, you can go in, they have an app and they'll tell you like here, they will automatically send you two meals, but you can also go in there and like look at what else they have. So there's usually a list of, I don't even know, 10 to 15-ish. I've never counted, but a lot. A nice variety of meals that you can pick from and switch out. And so you can pick based on what you want. If you want to try something new or, and they have so many options like meat and potatoes, or they have vegetables only, or, you know, things like that. And then you pick out what you want. They send it to you in a insulated box with a bunch of ice packs in it. So it gets so delivered. many ice packs. Yeah, so and don't, ice. Okay. And there might be, there might be um, food buried underneath an ice pack. So definitely check carefully because you might have some chicken that goes bad. Well, I mean, you want to unpack it right away anyway and get the stuff in the fridge, but yeah, look, take all the Under stuff everything. out. Yeah. Take everything out. <laughs> Sometimes my delivery service, they'll slip in samples of chocolate, which is oh. kind of fun. Yeah be promoting this company, this like new, like chocolate. And so like, sometimes I'll get a couple squares at the bottom of my box. So it's kind of fun, like Christmas, but yeah. And then, so, and then they send you the recipe cards 
And so, uh, but you have everything. The only thing that you will need to have on hand yourself is butter, salt, pepper, sugar, oil, olive oil, usually everything else they send you. So it's super convenient. You don't have to go shopping for the ingredients. You have it right there. Most of the meals can be cooked under an hour easily. So they're good food. It's kind of like been good to try new things outside of my 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 go-tos, my usuals. It's 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 good to to try new things. And so yeah, I really like it. It's something like they're usually, yeah, they usually average somewhere around like eight to ten dollars a meal. So and then you also pay for the shipping and, and everything. But they also have options like if you have an anniversary or a special occasion coming up, they will have options for you to select nicer meals like fancier things like lobster or you know truffle yeah like (laughs) truffle risotto or things that are like a little bit more high-end ingredients so you could pay a little bit more per serving but then they have just like otherwise it's just like the regular ones you can switch them out doesn't cost more or less so it's really convenient yeah it is it's very convenient it's quick it's good food so I really like I really like HelloFresh and you can skip if you want, like if you're going to have a busy week. They should week sponsor where... us. <laughs> I know if you, if you have a busy week, if you're going to be out of town, like you can skip or reschedule the box for when it comes, you can have them as often as you want to. I usually get one a month and it works. So yeah, there's a bunch of them out there. I know there's like blue apron and I don't, I don't even know, but there's, there's a bunch of them out there like that. So I only have experience with HelloFresh. I've always been happy with it. So same there. Yeah, there are a number of them and the only ones coming to mind currently are Blue Apron and HelloFresh. Yeah, HelloFresh, it is very convenient. It's so convenient. It really is. And it's, I mean, for like one person or even like a married couple, like if you have a roommate even that you can split it with and be like, hey, you know, let's go in on HelloFresh <laughs> together. Like that's super cost efficient. A, a couple, like a handful of recipes from HelloFresh that I really like that saved? I've saved. Yes, because we have an entire stack of saved recipes. Yeah, well, because it's it's good food, and also it's it's perfect for like it will feed two people, so there's not an outrageous amount of leftovers, and that's good for when you're cooking for one to two people because most cookbooks will have recipes that'll feed four to six. And that's a lot of food. So, and if you don't want to be eating leftovers for a whole week, then this is a good option for you as well. Cause it doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't have to, I don't know, cook a pound of pasta and be like, whoops, guess I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but I still, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard for me. I grew up with a big family. I grew up learning how to cook for a large number of people. And I have yet to master the art of cooking for one person. <laughs> Or usually I'll make like a batch of spaghetti sauce from scratch. Um, um, it's so easy. It is. And then, but I'll make just like a little bit of pasta at a time. And so like it's fresh pasta because I don't really like leftover pasta. It's gummy, it's weird, weird texture. It is so after. weird. It's gross. Yeah. Pasta is one thing that you want usually fresh, fresh but the sauce can be, oh, you yeah. know, heated up. And uh, like we said, it gets better at times. So yeah, spaghetti sauce, just like a bolognese with, I usually you can use this with ground up beef I really like pork sausage with this sauce too but or you don't have to put meat in it at all but just plain tomato sauce a little bit of butter because that helps thicken it up maybe a splash of wine <laughs> onion 
garlic, salt, pepper, herbs, decent amount of herbs, and then just let it just slow and slow. Mm-hmm. And then I sometimes throw like garlic powder in. Yeah. Garlic is one of those things that can be tricky when you cook with it. You want it to be cooked, I think, in most things. Actually, what I do is I will microplane fresh garlic. So I have oil at mm-hmm. the bottom and I throw in my onions and I will microplane garlic, like zest garlic into be cooked with the onion and all the stuff at the bottom. Yeah, if you cook, you, but you want it like in something that you're going to eat like salsa or guacamole, you want to probably maybe use powder sometimes okay. I don't know or just like at least roasted garlic just because it mellows out the flavor a little bit rather than using raw garlic that will slap you in the face <laughs> and everybody else has to smell your breath so let's just talk about guacamole really quick it's so easy to make just just mm-hmm. make your own guacamole it tastes better than store-bought store-bought just tastes very times, salty yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And like, if you want to like, cause you can just like make it so quickly for you, like your day's lunch. It's like, hey, you have some chips? You want to like, like have some guacamole? Okay. I guess that maybe it can be difficult if you don't have like a good avocado on you, but if you do, oh my gosh, just make your own guac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ripe avocados dictate when taco night is. <laughs> Not right, right, right. Right for 10 seconds. Overly right. Yep if you buy a rock hard avocado you do have to check it daily yeah check it in a couple days too definitely too I think something else to explore is what kind of Tupperware you prefer and how many like compartments are needed how big it is do you need because I also have like um Tupperware for sides and then I also have this new Tupperware that you can like have like yogurt or oatmeal and then there's another section that's an insert that you can put mm-hmm. like toppings in and then there's a screw on lid. And I bought that for dressing, but now I, so I actually did use it for oatmeal the other day because it's actually very large. So it feels very bizarre putting salad dressing in. Mm-hmm. As far as like storing hot food or things that need to be warmed up, I prefer glass containers because- Oh, those are, they... those are oh my, and then the clip sides, those are amazing. I don't know. I just use whatever, but mm-hmm. that way, if I warm it up in the same container, I don't like to warm stuff up really in plastic containers if I can help it just because mm-hmm. BPA, but I also use glass containers for things that might stain, you know, so like tomato sauce that'll stain your Tupperware, but glass does not stain. So. Right. That's true. That's true. I do. I do love glass ones, but I couldn't justify mm-hmm. getting glass. because. Yeah. As far as because that's like sometimes it's hard after a long day of working when you have to come home and be like and now I have to feed myself <laughs> it can be really now, or now I have to clean the Tupperware <laughs> oh gosh yeah or like a lot of times you want something that's going to be quick easy mm-hmm. not a pain to clean up but also is going to be good like yeah. it's too short to eat bad food and so it's um, true life is too short to eat bad food Right. And so I've always found cooking to be relaxing. It's kind Mm -hmm. of a stress reliever. And so, but also you're like, yeah, but also I don't want to be too tired to do it either. (laughs) Just like, I feel like plain chicken breasts get a bad rep, but sometimes I I feel like like just like just a little bit of olive oil on them, some sea salt, maybe put them in like a skillet with like some frozen broccoli or like 
carrots mm-hmm. and oh my gosh it's so good my favorite way to bake I bake them um but I know some people don't like that because it dries them out but I learned that if you bake the chicken at a higher temperature for last time it actually makes it a little bit juicier mm. so I usually bake them at 450 which seems high but 450 if they're thawed out like fully thawed refrigerated not frozen um if it's frozen you might need a little more time but um 450 with just some salt pepper maybe a little garlic powder on top they bake them in the oven check it after 20 minutes to see if it's up to temperature but when it cooks at a higher temperature more quickly it seals in the juices a little bit better Mm. yeah yeah, chicken breasts get a bad rap and they're amazing i love like i i personally make moist boneless chicken breast like it's not it's not difficult i think if you have a good nose it's not difficult Mm -hmm. the best the best chicken breast i ever made was for a retreat that i cooked on so many people asked me what i did to the chicken and it was the easiest thing i bought some like frozen chicken breasts from Sam's like those huge bags mm-hmm. and then I marinated them in the fridge with Italian dressing just store-bought <laughs> store-bought Italian dressing because that's what it's good for I guess and I flipped them ever like twice a day but they unthawed in the Italian dressing for a couple days two days I think and and all I did was pull them out kind of like shake shake the excess off put them on a cookie sheet and bake them. I didn't put any salt in there, nothing pepper. Like I just baked them as it was. And if I have to say myself, it was very good. Um, <laughs> a note on, yeah, a note on unthawing chicken, you, chicken takes literally all day to thaw. Like if you pull it out of the freezer, you'll probably, I don't put it in the fridge and expect it to be unthawed by the time you get home from work. It will not be. If you're going to do that, you have to do it the day before. Absolutely. You have to pull it out the day before in the fridge and let it thaw all night and all day. Otherwise, it, yeah, it just takes a long time to unthaw it. But that's a really good tip for making tasty chicken. I like chicken um, and it's and it's healthy. It's lean protein. And so, but marinating it is a good way I really like to cube up some chicken breast, put some, let it sit in some soy sauce mm-hmm. for a little while, absorb the soy sauce, and then just saute it in a little bit of butter, not oil, not olive oil at least, but my heart belongs to olive oil. <laughs> it's, I hate olives, but the oil, fantastic. <laughs> and it needs to be good olive oil. If I'm not that hungry for dinner, you know, it's really good. You go to the store. Buy a loaf of like Italian or French bread, bring it home, warm it up in the oven just a little bit, or you could slice it. That way the whole thing doesn't get dried out or yeah. like, so take a couple of slices, just, just so it's warm, not toast, but just okay. warm. And then do the olive oil on a plate, like a little plate, sprinkle some salt over it, some Italian seasoning on top. And then you like, just like an Italian restaurant. Oh yeah. That's amazing. Dip it in the oil. I will eat that all day if you let me. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It is really um, good. And if you can get some nice meats, some good cheese, it's a grown-up Lunchable. And it's, <laughs> it's so good. Treat yourself. Get some good cheese. Get some good meat. It's worth it. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's a fantastic meal. Right? <laughs> it's like it's something light. You feel like you're in France. 
on a picnic in front of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> well, this video, so I think that this might be a good time to wrap up into our uh, grounds to cover. Yes, we can do that. So something you could do this week, if you are somebody who is maybe struggling to break out of your, I don't know, routine. Maybe a food rut. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe, maybe your specialty is frozen pizza and that's it. Maybe you're not super comfortable with cooking food or trying something new. Find something that seems like a little bit easy. One website that I really like that has some really good recipes is called The Cookie Rookie. And it's a blog by a mother and daughter. The mom's a good cook. The daughter was like panicking after she got married and she was like, I don't know how to cook. And so all of a sudden she like needed to know how to cook. And so she's not an experienced cook or at least wasn't when they started the blog, but it's both of them tag teaming. And so it's super beginner level. I also suggest if you're, if cooking is not in your comfort zone, go ahead and just find, find a recipe, find something Mm -hmm. that you can do just to ease yourself in. That seems simple enough. Reach out to either of us if you want some tips Mm -hmm. or like, how can I cook this? Cause we're both pretty experienced. Yeah. Try something new. And then I would say if, even if you're an experienced cook and if you really like it, go challenge yourself, find something that's a little bit more technical, something yeah. that can kind of help challenge you. Yeah. And also research and invest in food storage containers because you, you're going to need them, especially if you're like cooking for like a week or like a few days, you need someplace to store it. And mm, I'm just like thinking about lunches for the week and mm-hmm. how tasty they're going to be. <laughs> yeah. I would also suggest try out meal planning at least a little bit as far as making a list, mm-hmm. figuring out like what I can cook and not just how you can cook one thing with the ingredients that you have, but try to see where you could maybe use the same ingredients to make something different, that you have a variety that way you don't have to cook one big thing on Sunday and then I don't like that. I don't like to cook one thing on like a Sunday night and eat leftovers till Friday. That's not what I want. Right. I don't know how to cook for one person, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, but yeah, maybe just figure out how you can meal plan a little bit, um, how you can stretch your ingredients to go into a different variety of things. And if you don't do this already, try doing prep work the night before work. That way, all you have to do is grab something from the fridge and go. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes things a little bit easier when you're trying to get out the door for the day. And then if you also want to, if you do want to try a recipe that does take several hours, plan ahead for when you are available to work on that. Cause you can't just like do it on a work day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give yourself some time. Don't do it on a busy night. Cause you have to do prep work and then cook it and then eat it and then clean up. So that takes. And crock pots are great. Also, I've heard that instant pots are also good things. Uh, yes, my nanny mom has an instant pot and she loves it. I don't have one. It is very useful because it cooks food fast. Like it's a pressure mm-hmm. cooker, you know. But it, depending on which one you get, you can also get one that's like slow cooker mode, you know. So mm-hmm. it's just a, it's just like a, a crock pot essentially. But my nanny mom loves it because she can come downstairs and start cooking and have a meal in 30 minutes that would normally take, you know, a long time to cook. Wow. So it might be worth it to use it. The only downside to that, I think, is I think most of the time you have to use Instapot recipes because of the 
Instapot is very particular. I think so. I think so too. And there's like, they're all over the internet. You can easily Google Instapot recipes and they'll have them for you instead of just like buying a bunch of cookbooks for Instapot. Hmm. I've had some really good recipes that she's made in hers though. She really likes it. It's super easy. If you can get one, I think it would be worth it. Yeah. So that, I think that's all the ideas. If you guys have any, like, thing you want to share any recipes, any ideas you want to share, it's like add us on Twitter, email us, contact us in some way. Thanks for if, listening. Yeah. If you guys have any tips that you like to share food prep or recipes that you love, feel free to share those as well. We'd love to. I'll try to maybe post some of the recipes, but yeah, hopefully this was helpful. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. Send us your thoughts, feedback, anything you like, any recommended topics or quotes and, you know, give us feedback, rate and review us. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for stopping by Carol's Coffee House this week. We hope you found our conversations to be uplifting and inspiring. Let us know how your cooking goes this week. We would love to see all the delicious things you whip up. So feel free to post your pictures and tag us or tell us what you tried out. We really appreciate all of your support and encouragement and your feedback helps us strive to bring good content to this podcast. If you have any ideas of topics you'd like to hear more about or are interested in, please reach out to us. You can find us on Twitter at carol underscore podcast or email us at carolscoffeehouse at gmail.com. Have a great week and God bless.